0: Welcome, welcome! This is episode nine of Overtime with Dylan Angelo, your weekly sports gambling podcast. Once again, I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Michael O'Neill. Mike, up, how you sir? doing?
1: Thank you. I'm good, man. Glad to be back. Glad to do this again. Hopefully, we can make something positive happen this time.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I think uh, I think the overtime parlay is really it's it's kind of taken up the most of our like mental space mm. for this I mean obviously like we can talk about stuff all day but like we're so focused on hitting one of these that it's getting like stressful yeah it <laughs> is. Um, I mean we're, we're like we missed it by one two weeks ago and then you know last week we were talking I think we went like two and two I think we had four games so yeah we went two and two or maybe two and three if we had five but I know we hit two and definitely at least lost two but like it, it, I was pissed
1: me Ran too away. Um, <laughs> I don't know We I, we got some good good ideas for this week so we're gonna give it another run and yeah. then um, yeah and I mean you know like I said we're
0: we're over four you know we're down 200 for the overtime parlay um, but you know with the way these are paying out it takes one and we're right back in the positive but yeah, exactly we're, <laughs> we're getting close we're teetering on that line <laughs> but I'm excited man we're back again it's a it's another Thursday it's a rainy Thursday here but we don't have snow still so you know that's it that's a good positive. thing yeah hopefully you know we're officially in spring um, you know, two weeks ago we shot our show on Thursday and baseball came out or baseball signed the CBA. So they started, been watching a little spring training. I uh, got some stuff going on with that. It's been fun to watch, been fun to see. Like I watched a ground throw the other day and I was like, yeah, like this is, this is, yeah, I'm ready. I'm baseball so ready. Back. So ready. Um, you know, so that's, that's been fun. Last Thursday we shot the show and then afterwards Devonte Adams gets traded. So Crazy. W- who knows what's going to happen this Thursday? I mean, a
1: lot of stuff happened after, after last week's episode. a lot of changes in the nfl pretty cool to see though i like it
0: awesome yeah and i think you know it's funny too because like i've been saying it for the last couple weeks but you know the the this nfl offseason has been a lot more like the nba offseason or like the nba trade deadline like or just just guys picking where they want to go now like it's awesome i love the fact that these organizations hold nothing anymore
1: yeah it is good to see players kind of take control of their own destiny yeah the game so.
0: and you know hearing the hearing the sides of things now are great too like I I listen to Pete Carroll talk about uh the Russell Wilson situation and tell everybody you know publicly that you know Russell Wilson said Russell Wilson came out and said it was like a mutual decision right and Pete Carroll straight up was like no it wasn't we we tried to keep you we wanted to keep you until you didn't want to stay essentially is yeah. what Pete said and I mean I didn't disagree with anything I thought it was great like I love that transparency you know what I mean don't if, if one side says, oh, it was this way, don't just agree just to keep things, you know, nice and rosy. Get out of here, man. No, we wanted to keep you. You wanted to leave us. So there you go. I hope you go 0-16 <laughs> this year. I'm sure Pete Carroll feels, about, or 0-17, right? But no, no, I, I like you said, I love it. I love it. It's fun. And, and you know,
1: this week has been nuts. This I week know. has been crazy. What do you think about Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins? <clears throat> I was pretty surprised. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised they didn't have the money to give him, but I'm – I'm surprised how fast it happened. So here's my thing with the money aspect. You find money. They could, they would have found money to
0: pay Tyreek Hill. So I don't necessarily think it was a money thing. I think the way they looked at it, as from the Chiefs' perspective, is, is okay. We're paying Pat Mahomes all the money in the world. We could give Tyreek Hill pretty much half the money in the world if we wanted to, still make him you know the highest paid wide receiver, whatever. But a little injury bug. I'm not. Now this isn't my perspective. This is the perspective I'm assuming the Chiefs made when they made the trade. Sure little injury bug, you know, still got Mahomes, still got Kelsey, you know, you still Hardman. Yeah. But like, this is a great wide receiver draft and you you're loaded. So now like maybe a guy like Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave falls to you. Maybe you trade up and get one of those guys because Juju's Uh, not your number
1: one, right? I mean,
0: he shouldn't be your number one, but you know, with it's tough because let's say they don't make any more moves then yeah, I mean, Travis Kelsey's your number one, but he's going to get a double from you know either a linebacker and a safety or maybe a corner and a safety. But then that puts the number one corner on McCole Hardman and Juju in the slot. Like, McCole Hardman's not getting past any number one corner in the league. It's just not happening. So, I mean, I, I don't think it was a good trade for the Kansas City Chiefs. I would have definitely paid Tyreek Hill and just kept yeah. everything together, right? But I understand it to a little bit of a perspective. Now, uh, the two suitors we heard were uh, the Jets and the Dolphins, and allegedly um, the Chiefs accepted both offers and then approached Tyreek Hill and said, where do you want to go? And Tyreek Hill liked the money more in Miami, loves the weather more in Miami. I mean, hey, it, I don't blame him at all. I don't I think,
1: blame him either.
0: I think both places wouldn't have been bad for him, though, um, because, you know, I think on field, he he, I think he gets more playing with a guy like Zach Wilson who can make more things happen.
1: And, you know, I know. Man, I still I, think you walk into a better situation in Miami than you do if you if he were to have towards the Jets. Absolutely. I fully agree. But
0: as far as being the best deep, you know, best deep threat receiver in the league, Zach Wilson has a bazooka for an arm. And I know how people feel about him, but he can he just he can play outside of that little bit, you know, Think about those plays with Tyreek Hill and the Chiefs. A lot of them were Pat Mahomes running around, making backyard shit happen, and then all of a sudden Tyreek's gone somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, I think Zach Wilson can create that more than Tua can. Tua's more of a rhythm guy. He's going to, which don't get me wrong, I think he's still going to succeed with him. I think there's still going to be some, I mean, Miami's building a a really good team down there, and they're building a team to the point where, like, if Tua's not their guy this year, they're going to go ahead and shoo him along, and and that's going to be a place where somebody's going to want to go play. I mean, you got a good team now hopefully a good head coach i like this mcdaniels guy yeah, and then daniels
1: would be a good, a good yeah, situation
0: and you got miami weather who doesn't want to play so you know the thing is though is like if tyreek went to new york yeah i th- said what i said about zach wilson but also too like all that guaranteed money he would have been yeah. like the like nike in new york he would have been on every billboard everywhere for all their running <laughs> stuff everywhere you know what i mean like he would have made tons of money not that he's not gonna make it down in south beach and i mean hey it's south beach you get even if your team sucks you're still in Miami. Yeah, good for
1: him either way. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely and and you know that's why I think it's kind of a win-win for for you know the for Tyreek and the Dolphins and I think it's a a little bit of like I mean a win-win for the Dolphins as far as what they gave up because what they gave up wasn't yeah, I mean it was 5 draft picks but like it was a first and a second I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then a lot of late round picks, but I just thought it was crazy that Tyreek got five picks, and Devontae Adams only got, like, two in return or three. Like,
1: that's that's nuts to me. Did you think that Rod – I mean, I did hear that Rodgers had a lot of – he was a part of the conversations. He knew Devontae was going to go. But I'm just really surprised that you lose your number one. I mean, you sign off for all that money, knowing that he's going to be going to another situation. I mean, who, Lazard, is he your number one now? Did Valdez of Guys in the draft.
0: Yeah, or that, you know, MVS. Maybe a spot for
1: OBJ, Jarvis Landry. Oh,
0: man. You know, it's tough because I think the Packers are in a bad spot, man. I really do. I think that roster is just
1: not very good. Lost some pieces on defense, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of things that they're going to have to repair. And, and you know, you've still got Aaron Rodgers. you still got a decent offensive line, defen- decent defensive line. you got to pay Jair. you got to keep him. He's one of the best corners in the game. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to want to re-sign Rasul Douglas the way he played for you. Uh, you still got Aaron Jones. Um, hopefully, you can f- figure something out with Tanyan. I don't know, man. It's tough because, like you said, they're, they're just they're so like depleted at wide receiver. And Devontae Adams did everything.
1: I felt like last season was their best opportunity to win. Now, yeah, and it's like where do you kind of go from here?
0: Right, because it's not even like you're, you know. You don't really have a, I believe, yeah, no. The Chiefs are the ones with like eight picks this year. The Packers don't really have like a Richmond of picks. I don't think this year. So, I don't know, man. It's tough because you look at it now and you're like Rogers. You you talked all that shit last week or last year about like wanting more of this, more of that. And yeah, he probably knew Adams was leaving. But like, you took all that money for what? Like, why did you? Why didn't you leave? Why didn't you just go to Denver right away? You know what I mean? At this point, I would. 1,000% pick Denver's weapons over Green Bay's weapons or right? even yeah. Indy. I would have went to Indy if I, you know what I mean? Like it, I don't know. I know they would have had to trade him and everything, but he must, he must think they must've sold him on something to, to, you know, make him think that they're going to get better. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's crazy is you see two guys like that Adams and, you know, Hill who are now paid like the top two, you know, wide receivers in a game. You still got D hop, but like
1: I just can't remember
0: an offseason where guys got moved
1: like this. I know. And now, there's, and you know, you got also Matt Ryan going to the Colts. Yeah, which I loved. I loved for Indy. Um, yeah, I think that's a good situation for him, too. Yeah, you know, a lot
0: of people, it's crazy because I'm reading, hearing things, and everybody's like, oh, my God, Matt Ryan. Let's not forget that two years ago, fucking half-dead Phillip Rivers won 11 games and brought this team to the playoffs. <laughs> like, Last year, Carson should have been in the playoffs with him besides the Jacksonville game. But, like, why do you move on from Carson? Because Carson gives you that, you know, kind of up and down erratic week by week. You know, Mm -hmm. we're talking about a guy who sprained both his ankles in one week, both (laughs) of them. So he's a, you know, he's, you never know, he's a wild card. So what you're getting with this with with Matt Ryan is you're getting steady Eddie. You know, you're getting a lunch pail guy. He shows up, he's going to do the right thing. He's not going to turn the ball over. He's going to hit some good passes, going to win some games for you. And let me, let me give people a little something right now. Last year, Carson Wentz had zero game-winning drives. Zero. On a team, I don't know it off the top of my head. I don't have the record in front of me. I think the Colts won, what, 10-plus games last year? Maybe nine-plus games last year? Like Whatever. Matt Ryan had four game-winning drives with the half-dead Atlanta Falcons. So don't, don't come to me and tell me, oh, Matt Ryan's done. Why? Because he was playing behind one of the worst offensive lines last year? cuz he was throwing to Cardale Patterson or handing the ball off to him every play cuz he was their only weapon cuz Calvin Ridley was out. You know what I mean? Like yeah. don't don't come to me telling me Matt Ryan's done when he was doing everything he could on an awful team. So, I love the move for Indy. I think it immediately puts Indy in the conversation to win their division cuz I think Tennessee's going to regress a little bit.
1: You think that they reunite him with Julio Jones?
0: I think he gets a phone call and I think, right? yeah. you know, I think the other aspect of it, and a lot of people, especially, like I said, I'm pretty, I'm pretty in the circle with the Atlanta fan base, and a lot of people thought Julio left on bad terms. Not really bad terms, but just kind of was like, I'm not getting the ball as much as I should be. Matt Ryan doesn't look my way in the end zone enough. But, like, Julio tested the waters, went out and played in, you know, outdoors in Nashville, a little banged up, you know, didn't look great. Get back inside, man. Go play on the turf with your quarterback that you know and knows how to throw you the ball. You know, that's just going to make life easier for Julio. And I think you could see a, a good year with him, you know, a better year for him, especially you put him with Michael Pittman and then that running game. You're not asking him to be, you know, we're not asking Julio to be Julio of five years ago, four years ago. We're asking him just to be serviceable. And he's,
1: I think he's more than that. Yeah, I would definitely agree.
0: Yeah. So Colts, I love it, man. I loved it. I, I think, I think it was a great move for them in the organization. And it's crazy because, you know, I gave them so much shit for just kind of passing up on Wentz after one year. And, like, then everybody was like, oh, Baker Mayfield's going to be a Colt. He's gonna, even myself, I was like, yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And then all of a sudden, boom, there goes Matt Ryan. Like, that is, that is the best move you could have made other than Jimmy G, I think.
1: Yeah. You yeah. know? Right now, no one seems to want Baker from Mayfield.
0: <sighs> yeah, dude. And, and I, I mean, the landing spots are, s- like, slowly depleting. So, for Baker, he's a whole other thing. Uh, but I'll say I think Carolina right now would be the most – would like be the the place for that could get the most out of him right now if he goes to a place like seattle i think everything just gets worse yeah because baker's a me guy right so is drew lock so one of them's got to be the backup there's a there's a button head situation right there in seattle from the get-go and now seattle's offensive line is horrible they don't even have a run game yeah you still got dk metcalf tyler lockett got a few weapons but don't matter russell wilson was running for his life last year yeah you know what I mean? They got no offensive line. You're gonna put Baker behind that <laughs> offensive line? No way, man. And I'm not saying Carolina's a good team, but I'm just saying Carolina's got a little bit more than Seattle does right now. I don't know. I heard I was I was listening to something yesterday. I heard this crazy ass thing where the Pittsburgh Steelers were like, "If you if you release Baker Mayfield, we're gonna pick him up." Like they publicly I said. I
1: think I saw it. the – I read. I think pretty sure I read the same thing, and it's
0: funny to me because that's a that's a nice little chess move that Pittsburgh played right. because it's like, okay, if we're Cleveland now, we have to trade him, right? We got to trade him at some point because if we if we don't and we choose to cut him, we we for let's just say again hypothetical situation. Do you know how awful that is if you chose Deshaun Watson and he either is a suspended for however long or doesn't play well and Baker's over here tearing it up with Pittsburgh? You, good luck coming back from that Cleveland. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I don't know, I think I think that was a cool little chess piece and I think that that may force Cleveland to take a deal. But if I'm if I'm a franchise man, psh, I'm not sending anything, maybe a fourth, fifth, sixth round pick. Maybe a four and a six, maybe a three and a six. I thought I read they weren't asking for too much. I'm not going anything. I you would have to you would have to really really sell me on a third. Like if I'm if I'm giving you a third and maybe a fourth or a third and a six, then you're paying his salary next year. Yeah. Like I'm not. There's no way Baker's going for like a first or a second anymore at this no. point. He just can't. He can't. And and I think it's you know it's a tough situation. It really is. And Jimmy G could just chill. He could just stay in San Fran again. He doesn't have to move anywhere. That, you know he it's a mutual thing. They kind of want to keep Trey Lance or, you know, go with Trey Lance and kind of send Jimmy off to somewhere he wants to play. But if he looks around the league and he's like, why would I leave San Fran? If I don't have to, I got a better head coach, better team, better weapons, winning team. We just lost in the NFC championship game. I'm not hopping on a plane to fucking Seattle. No way. You know, especially to go play in that division.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I, I, there's a lot. There's a lot left that's still going to happen. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. It's- already been a crazy offseason yeah
0: yeah and and you know it's funny too because I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get too far ahead of myself but like the slander Derek Carr's getting is unacceptable I'm gonna say that right now it's unacceptable he gave Hunter Renfro like 1100 yards last year what do you think Devontae Adams is gonna do with him and Darren Waller is gonna be healthy and Josh Jacobs is a dog and you got a pretty good offensive line you got Khalil Mack you're building your
1: defense like. Yeah, I mean he's not Aaron Rodgers, but the but they got enough around them Devonte is going to be enough. Yeah,
0: and I mean I don't know, man. I I really I think the Raiders or the Chargers win that division. I'm not saying the Chiefs miss the playoffs, but I think the the Chargers I think are going to win the division personally. But I think it's just a f- absolute brawl between the Chiefs, the Raiders, and the Broncos for yeah, for I think two be... two. I mean we saw it, what last year or the year before three NFC West teams: uh, Seattle, Arizona, and the Rams all made the playoffs. So, I mean, we could see three get in. One gets, you know, one doesn't have a good season, but that division's gonna be just a Low phone it. booth brawl. That's yeah. all it is. It's crazy. All right. So for the games tonight, man, I need to, I need a little bounce back here tonight. I'm 12, 16, and two. Uh, since last Thursday in hockey, I'm 0-4 last night, 2-3 the night before, 2-3 the night before that. Tough stretch. Uh, but you know, this is this happens. We're gonna we're gonna get through it, and I promise I'm giving out winners tonight um, college basketball, 11, nine and one since last Thursday, that's been good to me. And I'm 0 and one in NBA. Uh, that one bet was a Pistons first half. They were given five and a half to Portland. Portland just stomped them by like 30. <laughs> so I just, we're going to talk that, talk the NBA, NBA back away for a little bit. Um, you know, with that being said, you know, I know we're about to jump on a sweet 16 tonight and like, we're really in it, but you know, the NHL, there's 10 games tonight, but there's a little over a month left. And, you know for people out there that don't follow hockey this is the time to really start looking at the standings and looking at teams that need to win teams that don't need to win cuz I'm telling you it matters guys are going to start getting less minutes on the ice if they if their team doesn't need to win winning like if a team's you know playoff bound or not If they're not in it, guys are going to start getting their minutes cut. You're going to start seeing backups play a little more, so that way teams start to get an idea of what they got either going forward or their depth, you know, going forward out for the offseason or going forward for depth in the playoffs. So this is the time to jump on value on teams that need wins to make the playoffs because this is where shit ramps up. A little over a month left. It's going to be fun. The the lines are going to get crazy, but just Stick with what, stick with however you do it, but just take more value now. I'm telling you, it, it's worth it. The games are going to be a little closer, and I, I hate to say it because of, I mean, the overs have been burning at a crazy trend. Like Vegas can't set these lines high enough for how some of these overs have been. I think it's, I think the, I think it's going to start to decline. I think we're going to start to see a little bit more of that playoff atmosphere. A little games are going to be tighter. Defenses are going to be tighter. Passing lanes are going to be tighter. You know, I, I, I just, I think this is the time where. Maybe look at not. I'm not saying bet unders. I'll never really tell people to bet unders, but just bet sides. You know, pick a team, take it to win, take the puck line. You know, regulation bets. You can find value, but just if you're not, if you don't love an over, don't take an under. Is is kind of the way I'm looking at it. So I, like I said, I'm super excited. I'm in hockey mode, especially losing. Man, I fucking hate losing. So going 0 and 4 last night, I woke up and like almost threw my phone off the wall. I was so <laughs> mad, Mike. Oh, but you know. Flipping to college basketball, I'm gonna flop back and forth here, and uh, you know I'm in this. I'm in this against. It's free. I'm in this against the spread bracket challenge um, through uh, at Wager Edge Sports on Twitter. You give them a follow. They're pretty sweet. They put out some good shit. Uh, but I am. I'm in first place through the first and second round. I'm 30 and 18 and picking at 63% and like there's a bunch of people tied there's one guy in second and a bunch of people tied for third my buddy AJ he's tied for third he's 27 and 21 so like there's a lot of good guys in this but for me to be 30 and 18 at 63% is unheard of and for you to pick every single college March Madness game against the spread you're a psychopath like 1000% there's Every game they've made us pick. I can't even believe that I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm, Mike, there's, there were games I just closed my eyes and clicked on my computer. <laughs> I was like, screw it. I'm taking this. I'm taking that. Whatever. Well, that's worked out so far. I, I can't believe it. there's no way it continues. If it does, great. But I, I'm just super excited. There's four games tonight, four games tomorrow. Like, I, the games are great, too. Absolutely great. I mean, Michigan-Villanova, like, that's a good one. Arizona-Houston's great. I think Gonzaga-Arkansas is probably the only one that could get ugly but i mean who's the other game who's that third game fourth game texas tech and duke that's another great game right there you know what i mean like this i don't know it's loaded tonight it's loaded i'm i'm super excited we got 10 games in the nhl four games in march madness and i got plays in a lot of them so <clears throat> with that being said my overall record for hockey is 115 91 and 2 we're still 20 games above 500 so that's kicking but it's not i got to get it back in the right direction uh, college basketball, like I said, has been booming. I'm 75-51-1, and, and NBA, I'm 30-22-2. So we're above 500 and everything, well above it in college basketball and hockey, which is always great. Um, so for tonight, for some hockey, I'm going with the Tampa Bay Lightning money line over the Boston Bruins. I'm taking Winnipeg regulation. I'm taking the Panthers regulation over Montreal, and I'm taking over six in Edmonton versus San Jose. Now, that over six, it might be six and a half. You can buy it down to six. Or if you're going to do a parlay, I would a nice value parlay would be putting Winnipeg regulation with Panthers regulation with over five and a half in the Edmonton-San Jose game. I think you could find some value there. So I, those are my picks tonight. I got four. I like them a lot. Um, and jumping over to college basketball, I got Gonzaga first half minus five and a half over Arkansas. I think that's minus 105. That's some good value there. My, maybe minus 103. Uh, Michigan plus five against Villanova. I hate that pick. I'm nervous that Villanova's guards, especially that Gillespie kid, are going to get busy. But I-, I like Michigan's, you know, presence in the paint and that Dickerson kid. He's the big dude. He's, you know, he could control the, the glass. I like that a lot. Um, but I- I'm nervous Nova could could get away there. Hammering Texas Tech money line over Duke tonight. Texas Tech has been my team. I got them going to the national championship game, so I'm sticking with them. And I'm going to split this Houston Arizona game, okay? I like Arizona. I've publicly said Arizona to a few people that I've talked about with. I got Arizona moving on for, you know, a couple of my brackets. But Houston first half is like that's been my bet this year. I can't ignore that. So I'm taking Houston first half money line because the spread Houston's only getting half a point for the spread. So I'm just going to take the money line cuz it's better value and there's, you know what I mean, like if they're down 1 It it, it's just I don't know that half a point doesn't matter a lot to me. I don't I think the chances of them being tied at the half. I don't know. You know what I mean? I I just I'd just rather take Houston money line first half, but I'm taking Arizona money line for the game. So Houston first half money line. Arizona gets them in the second half. Maybe pulls away. Just Arizona's got better guard play. They're a little more consistent, especially on defense. So I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm rolling. I'm rolling with Arizona. I think I think they're gonna get the job done. But give me Houston first half. So again, Gonzaga first half minus five and a half over Arkansas. Michigan plus five over Villanova. Texas Tech money line over Duke. Houston first half money line and Arizona money line for the game. So like I said, our overtime parlay is zero for four. Uh, hasn't, hasn't been great, but we're, we're going to get but close. Yeah. Very close. We're going to get <laughs> awful. We're going to get that back on track. Um, but our best bets have been great, man. Mike is uh three and one. So again, congratulations, Mr. Michael. Thank you sir. <laughs> He had uh Dallas money line last week. They won for him and I am two and two in my best bets as I had Edmonton win for me. Um, I believe Mike and I are now two weeks in a row. We've won our best bets and you know, we really like our best bets and our, of course, the overtime parlay tonight. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm excited. I think we got a really good chance of hitting this one. But at, I'm sorry for everybody that I just keep saying that every week. And <laughs> we haven't hit one yet. Well, but we have like, to be confident in that. Yeah, right. You, you know, you, you know, you know how it is. Whatever. But we're doing a little something different this week. Mike's gonna chime in with some player props, and he's gonna give us some uh, something a little different. So Mike, yeah. take it away.
1: Um, I like to pay attention to some of the NBA games. I think those player props can be fun. Um. I like the Cavs at Raptors today. I have Darius Garland, 20-plus points. That's at minus 280. I also have Darius Garland, Garland 8-plus assists. That's minus 430. I have Siakam, 20-plus points. That's minus 235. And let's see. Oh, Evan Mobley, 8-plus rebounds at minus 260. Throw that in a parlay. It's playing p- paying plus 260. Um, yeah it's 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 nothing special but uh, like I said I think throwing a little of those player props together can be fun hit a little parlay start off the the night nice so
0: Yeah and absolutely we'll and you know the good thing about it is you know like you said put them all together it's plus 260 Yeah not bad and all of them I think have a very good very chance good of happening yeah. yeah I, I like think that.
1: it's a good game so I think they have a good chance of hitting those numbers might start off the night on a good note and then move to the NHL best bets
0: yeah yeah so who are you going with tonight for your best bet
1: I am going with um Carolina Hurricanes Moneyline yeah I like them tonight. playing the Stars I think they are home yes Carolina's home yeah yeah and and, you know Carolina
0: they're 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 one of those teams too like they haven't been playing their best hockey lately so you know it's coming you know they've been so strong all year and you know I'd say the last week week and a half they've been up and down up and down but they're just they're too good not to play well so I'm I like that. I I feel good about that one tonight. Uh, So, for mine, my best bet is going to be Panthers and regulation tonight uh, over Montreal. I feel like every week I do some sort of a play with the Panthers, and (laughs) it always gets me. But I just – I don't see how Montreal hangs with them tonight. Um, I think it's in Montreal, but still, I just – I don't know, man. Give me that, give me that Panther firepower. I really like them tonight. I like them minus one and a half too. Like I just I think this is a, a game where they just light it up and you know six four, seven three could be the final score here. But I'm going I'm going Panthers regulation. So Mike is Carolina Hurricanes money line, and mine is Panthers Regulation.
1: Cool. Yeah. Sure. I'm excited about those.
0: Yeah, dude. I, I think we could keep it rolling for sure. And I just, I'm, I want to get above 500 here. You got me. You got me by like a game. I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah. The Stars to Hurricanes, it could be tough. Yeah. Um, stars I are a
1: good team. Stars are a good team. They both won their last games. Yeah. I think that the Stars beat the Canes last time they met. Yeah. But Carolina I puts the puck. I do like Carolina.
0: They put the puck in the net better than Dallas does. And they play, they both play defense pretty much the same like yeah. Dallas is a really good defensive team they just can't score that well which is crazy with guys like Pavelski and Robertson but still I I like I like Carolina tonight
1: and I think they have a new forward that's starting for them tonight as yeah. well. yeah Carolina's yeah yep yeah, Carolina does. Yeah. so yeah I like Canes I think that'll be fun for us yeah yeah and
0: so uh for the overtime parlay this week it's plus 498 all hockey this week which scares me a little bit but we'll see so Blues regulation, Wild mo- Minnesota Wild money line, Florida Panthers regulation, and over five and a half Kings versus Blackhawks. That's plus four ninety eight. So for fifty dollars, you get two ninety nine twelve back, including your fifty. So this is the week we're hitting it. <laughs> we're getting above. If we hit it this week, we're up forty nine dollars. So it's like the last. It's like the last yeah. four weeks didn't even happen.
1: And that. Um... That over that five and a half goals, that's an alternate line.
0: Yes, thank you. That is an alternate line. I think the over is six, so get it down yeah. to five and a half. That should be good. Mike, I can see it now. The blues are gonna win. The wild are gonna <laughs> win. The Panthers are gonna win. And we're gonna be we're gonna be fiending at eleven thirty tonight. The game's gonna be two two. In the second period, we're gonna need two goals to hit our overtime parlay, and that's where our night—that's where our night will be decided, right there. I promise you. I promise you. But yeah, so once again, that was Blues regulation, Minnesota Wild money line, Florida Panthers regulation, and over five and a half alternate line for Kings versus Blackhawks. Fifty dollars equals two hundred ninety-nine dollars and twelve cents. That does it for episode nine, everybody. Thank you, as always. Appreciate it. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Give us a retweet. Hit me up in the DMs. Mike, my man.
1: Always. Appreciate it. It's been fun, man. We'll see you next week. Yes, sir.